Innovation offices cannot survive beyond the founders. They simply become part of the bureaucracy at that point. Yeah, so I've learned this, you know, sometimes the hard way, uh, but I feel like it's really, you know, solidified itself in me now. You know, going back 10 years ago and being, you know, key in the Expeditionary Energy Office when, you know, energy within the military and energy on the battlefield became a huge priority. Um, and I was the first technology lead for renewable energy and energy efficiency on the battlefield. And one, what we watched is that as the founders, you know, I'd say myself and the director um, had to eventually leave that position. It started to just get handed over and handed over to people that were great and well-intentioned and, and, and doing great work. But when the founders leave, the passion to innovate and disrupt leaves with them. And you are handing over the keys to someone else that is not as emotionally connected to it. And I recognize this when I went uh, to Founders Fund in, in the Bay Area, Peter Thiel's uh, venture capital, and heard him talk about why it's called Founders Fund. And it's that he will only invest in companies that still have their founder. And he used an example of, of Apple. And he said, look, after Steve Jobs passed, Apple will continue to be huge. They will maintain market share. But the passion and drive to break down walls that the founder, only the founder brings, that's so emotionally connected to the brand, um, they will never truly innovate again, disrupt something wholly new. And this is a principle he, he's watched in Silicon Valley, you know, for a number of years, and he's chosen to only invest in those that are, are true disruptors at that point. Now, you know, your next CEO walks in and their job is to bring value to the company. Their incentives to change the world are no longer the same. And so, you know, let's take that into national defense. We have innovation offices, you know, I mentioned Expedition Energy Office, each of the services and Office Sec Secretary of Defense had uh, their own operational energy type office uh, through the years now. You know, we've had next generation logistics. We've had uh, National Security Innovation Network. We now have AFWorks. Um, for us, we have Installation Next, NAVWEX for the Navy, and the Tech Bridge is what I do now. And so how do I actualize this principle that once the founders leave, the organization starts to drift more and more and more into just being a cog in the bureaucracy. And so it doesn't mean that we have to throw away everything. It doesn't mean it negates the success of the early years. Um, what I recommend is that that innovation office is given a year or two years to wrap up the things that they're doing. And what you're really doing is you're looking for the next innovator that is primed to disrupt in something different. And you're, in, you're building around that person. You're not building around an organization that has a title and a track record of success when the successful founders have now moved on. 
that's you saying that this title means something. The, it, the title of the office is not what drove the success. Now it's Skyline and it got General's interest. And so you can milk that, right? But it's not going to truly disrupt anymore. And so rather than thinking we can plug someone in to a disruptive organization that's innovating, we should be crowdsourcing. We're looking across the landscape for the attributes that led to that initial founder, that initial innovator to have so much success. And so I say in national defense, I don't even care what the topic is. Be looking for that next innovator, that next disruptor, and ride his founder's characteristics to drive change. We're a big organization. We need a lot of change. Don't bring these titles and now say, this is what we do. And I can just plug in anyone. And you might do a great job of finding the next boss, the next director, the next CEO. But it's the wrong ones to think that they're going to continue to innovate. They're going to maintain market share. Yeah, so this hits close to home because I work for one of the ones that you just mentioned. I think the uh, the, the favorite thing that you know national defense or just in general innovation offices have is to you know, promote and, and seek to do innovation. And then the second favorite thing that they have to do is to call everyone else's innovation, innovation theater, uh, because they're convinced that what they're doing is, you know, is the right way to go. I use everyone. So they're all critical in my landscape, right? My <laughs> system. I play with them all. Yeah. Uh, but you, you struck on something that I, I spent after my number of years in the nonprofit sector, my realization was and ultimately drove me away from it was if this was effective nonprofits would be working themselves out of work and the way you're talking makes me feel like you you should have two years to to create that like vast organizational change that you're talking about or or you just like you've got you've got to die right how do we create the similar types of competitive outcomes that we have in the private sector where, you know, somebody is saying, oh, you know, we've only been at it for 18 months, right? We've only been using taxpayer money to try and do this for 18 months. We don't have any success yet. Like, but that's not very long, right? No, that's not very long in the bureaucratic world, but holy smokes, 18 months, that is actually enough time to create a billion dollar startup. And all the other ones should have died off by then. Well, so I've had the luxury and the success of of being at this, what I've been doing now for four years, right? And so I am proof that you're giving the founder enough time to cultivate, right? The the sprouts that cart coming from their their tilled ground, the seed they planted. And so I'm not advocating that we're moving our founders any quicker. What I'm advocating for is how do you understand this life cycle of a disruptive organization and how it's so linked to the personality and the charisma and the leadership of the founder and not think that that gets transferred to the next person.